Awesome. We do have a live event, so if you have a smartphone or a tablet, you should be able to find all of our notes. So if you use version, that will be available for you. I've got mine pulled up right there. You'll notice it'll have the same graphic as our sermon series, A Star is Born. So you can follow right along all of our scripture and points and all that stuff. All right. Eats after church? Yes. Just shout it out. What? Go ahead and... Anyone who wants to come eat with us or eat it at that place, I cannot pronounce. Beer after barrel. Come. After church. Right. Today, after church, if you don't have plans, come join us. At Fallen Timbers. So, right afterwards. So, uh, let's pray for the word today. Father, we just come before you in the mighty name of Jesus, and we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that, God, that it changes lives. God, we thank you that it penetrates our heart. Thank you that it devise uh, the God, the soul and the spirit and uh, God, and is a mirror and a reflection to our hearts. And Lord, we just thank you. Let your word speak to us this morning. In Jesus name, everybody said, amen. amen. All right. Uh, to start this sermon series uh, for me, because uh, Pastor Joyce started it last week with an amazing word. Um, we are going to continue. And the title of this message is called, what kind of star are you? <laughs> Friends, we live in a time like no other where anyone can be a star. Think of this. You have movie stars, you have TV stars, you have musical artists. We have TV shows that help make people stars, right? What is, uh, uh, what is the new one now? Because um, there used to be, uh, uh, let's see, there's... American Idol was one of them. Uh, what? Dancing with the Stars is one of them. America's Got Talent is the new one. What's the old? Was that? What's the old one that they used to do back in the eighties? Star Search was one of them. So like, so so there are multiple ways. And then on top of all of that, we have social media. You can be a YouTube sensation. Uh, you can be an Instagram model. You can go viral on TikTok and become famous instantly. And no other time in history has it has availability for stardom ever be. When I was a kid back in the 80s, like, I mean, in order for you to be a star, you would have to be a good professional at football, basketball, baseball, or you had to be a movie star or a good singer. But now the avenue and opportunity of stardom has greatly increased. Like, again, on no other time has there been where anyone can be famous. Anyone can be a star. And now with social media, you can be snap famous. Snap your fingers. Say snap famous. You ever hear, remember, uh, they used to say this back in the day, 10 seconds of fame. You remember that? I mean, you can be 10 second famous, like famous for a day and then boom, and then they're moving on to the next person. And so the way social media engages us with everyone else is through likes, shares, tweets, comments, follows. And we're being programmed, right? We're being programmed. You don't even realize that you're doing this. We're being programmed through the approval of others. And no time in history has there ever been such an emphasis on the approval of others. Or no time in history. And it's so funny that all of the prophetic words and all of the words that God was 
placed in on people's hearts had to do with identity, security, who we are. And then this is kind of what the Lord is challenging us today. Today, there's a tremendous need for acceptance and approval of others. No other time in history has there ever been this. I believe that we are being flooded. Say flooded. Flooded with this, this thing inside of our hearts to want to be connected with others and receive approval from others. Now, friends, this is super dangerous. It's so dangerous because what, as humans, what, what that does is we actually begin to like the approval of others. And then we'll find ourselves going to great lengths to find approval from others. I mean, people will, they'll find themselves showing off their bodies or crossing lines of morality. And even some stars have been quoted when being interviewed by others that they've sold their soul to get where they are. Amen. <laughs> friends, this is the thing, friends. Famous isn't freedom. Famous is bondage. Being famous is not freedom. It's bondage. I actually feel sorry for people that are famous. I mean, they can't even go outside. They can't, they can't walk their dog. They, they can't uh, go to the store with, without just being pummeled by paparazzi and, and people chasing after them. Fam famous people become slave to the industry. You know, if you're TikTok famous, you can become slave to your followers. And it's not freedom at all. So why is it that, that all of us at some point in our life want to be famous? Because there's a need in us to be accepted. You guys still with me? The thing is, is we will actually change our image based on what others want. This is called being a man pleaser. Look at your neighbor say man pleaser. You define man pleaser found in freedictionary.com. You can look it up on your phone. A man pleaser is defined as one whose motive is to please man or the world rather than God. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says this. It says, for, I am, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So there's this bondage there's this temptation there's this lie that that will capture our hearts where we will find ourselves trying to fit in trying to find the approval of man and friends paul says how can i try to find the approval of man and stay a committed servant of christ i can't that's why the scripture says that we cannot serve two masters right you'll find yourselves hating one and serving the other or serving one and hating the other if you want to be a star, friends, let the light of Christ shine through you. Let me say that again. If you truly want to be a real star, let the light of Christ shine through you. Friends, when you look into the sky at night, you might see one of two types of stars. You might see what we would call a falling star, kind of like the picture that will be on your right. Or maybe you will see... You know, those are actually galaxies and stars. You, you might see a star that's there, it's been there before you, you were born and will still be there after you die. 
So now a falling star is a rock that became a part of this world. It entered into our atmosphere, even though it does not belong here. And it lights up the sky beautifully for a moment. But then it burns up. Falling star. While the stars that we see every night have been there and will continue to be there. And they were placed by the hand of God. And they do exactly what God created them to do. But yet the falling star came into the atmosphere where it didn't belong. Now, the thing is, the cool thing about stars are they're not a part of this world, yet they shine in the darkness every night. In the light of eternity, friends, being famous is like the falling star. It's just for a moment. You might burn for, for a hot and bright for a moment, friends, but then you'll fizzle away. Friends, you know the devil is like a falling star. The scripture says that he was shining in the heavens and then he was struck down like lightning to the earth. And the thing is that Satan can only reproduce himself. So if Satan is a falling star, what will he reproduce? Falling stars. He'll reproduce people that are like him, that, that only live for the moment, that only live for themselves, that only live for the limelight, that only, because I mean, isn't that what, what the devil did? He thought highly of himself. And God was like, no, 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 buddy. There's only one ruler. There's only one Lord of the ring. There's only one person who's in charge and it's not you. Satan, how many of us know that Satan is a created being? Raise your hand if you know that. He, 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 God and the devil are not on equal playing fields. Let's, let's, let's make that, let's just kind of clear that out. God is the creator. He created everything. The devil, Satan, Lucifer, was one of the many archangels who was created for the pleasure of God. And in the same context, we were created for the pleasure of God. But we can start thinking highly of ourselves as well. You know, I tell myself this, and I've said this for many years. Think about this. If the devil, who being in the very glory of God, being in the very presence of God, can take a third of the angels and manipulate them who were in the very presence of God, what do we think, how do we think that, that we could be any better than that? <laughs> do we think that, that, that we're any, no, absolutely not, friends. And if he can manipulate angels, he can manipulate you. I think he specifically likes to target people that are closer to God. Think of this. Why would, he, why would he spend his energy on people that are already doing his will? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. He's going to target the people that are, that are living for God, that are, that are uh, doing the most for the Lord. And so if you find yourself in a place of temptation and a place of brokenness, if you find yourself in a, in, a, in a place of testing, guess what? You're not outside of the will of God. You're probably exactly where you need to be. The devil can only reproduce himself, other falling stars. Now, Mark chapter 8, verse 36 and 37 says this. It says, for what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? A lot of people will say money, fame. Seriously. It's amazing. It's amazing what people will sell their soul for. Think of this. I mean, even Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. He sold the blessing of God out for 
10 seconds. I mean, how long did it take him to finish that soup? Friends, we were not created for this world. You know, I mean, there's some people that give their soul for this world. You were not created for this world. I was not created for this world. To be quite honest, actually, the world was created for us. God created the garden, and he created for us to be with him. That's the way he intended it to be. But what happened was sin has distorted and corrupted it all. And friends, if we find ourselves chasing after the world, we will be distorted and corrupted as well. The scripture says, you know, if you watch any movie, Disney is the, you know, and I've got all of the, all of them, all the Disney movies and all that stuff and Disney plus and blah, blah. But there's this, there's this phrase that they say all the time. And every time I, I hear it, I have to quote scripture at it because, (laughs) because, and it'll say, follow your heart, follow your heart. How many times have you ever heard that? Follow your heart. We got to follow our heart. Say it with me. We got to follow our hearts. What happens when you follow your heart? The Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked. (laughs) Who can tame it? So if you follow your heart, you're going to find yourselves following deception. Because our, our own emotions can manipulate us. Our own heart can deceive us. You don't follow your heart, you lead your heart. And the only one who can truly lead your heart is the Lord. So what you do is you lead yourself to the cross and let the Lord lead you. (laughs) And when your heart wants to take over, you say, nope, in the name of Jesus, uh, emotion, will, mind, I'm not in control. I am yielding myself again to Christ. And that's a daily thing, friends. Put yourself on the cross. Be crucified with Christ, as Paul says. You guys still with me? Now on, the th- now, on the flip side, Jesus wants us to shine like a star. That's why the question is, is what kind of star are you? Because we could be a falling, a falling star where we live for the moment. We live to please ourselves. We live just to burn brightly for everybody to see and then fizzle out and die. Or we can be like the, the star that's been there for, for a long time and is going to be there when we're in the dirt. Jesus says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. He says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Pause there. We'll end the message. (laughs) Does it say do some things? (laughs) Do a few things? Do everything. Man, the word preaches itself. I don't even have to preach it. Without grumbling? Some of y'all grumbled this morning. Some of you grumbled at your spouse this morning. Some of you grumbled at your kids. Some of you grumbled at the coffee line. Some of you guys, right? I mean, come on, right? I mean, this would be, right? right? We're, we're the real church. We're not the fake out it all together church, right? Some of us grumbled this morning. Some of us argued this morning, right? You argue, you know, I, I'll tell you, the, 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 the best time that the devil will want you to argue with your spouse is the drive to church. You know what? That's why my wife and I have been driving separately for 20 years. <laughs> 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 it's not the reason, but you know, it helps a lot. <laughs> it helps tremendously. <laughs> Do everything without grumbling or argument, arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. That's the, that's the generation we're living in today, friends. It's warped and it's crooked. It's calling evil good and calling good evil. And no time in history has there ever been such an attack on the church 
and people that are trying to love the world and love the people in the world, and yet now we are the enemy. No time has it ever been like that. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. God wants you to shine like a star, just not the type of star you want to be. Come on, come on, come on, bro- brother Bob, let's go. God wants us to shine by living differently, looking differently. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3 says this. It says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So God wants you to shine. You know how you shine? You shine by leading people to the Lord. You shine by leading people to Christ. You shine by living your life out loud for Jesus. And then you're going to shine like the stars. So it's not the type of star you may have wanted to be. But if you surrender that all, he'll make you the type of star he created you to be. This is why Paul encouraged the saints to set our eyes and our hearts on things above, not on this earth. Now, Jesus is called the star of David. He's called the bright morning star. Revelation twenty two sixteen, Revelation 2, 28, and 2 Peter 1, 19 describes Jesus as the morning star. Now, what did I say? I said the devil, right? He is a fallen star. He can only reproduce himself. Well, friends, Jesus is the bright and morning star, and Jesus reproduces himself. He will reproduce himself in you, in me, if we allow him. He's shining. He's a rock of ages, right? Right. I mean, he's immovable. He's on the throne at the right hand of God, and he will have you shine as like him. Unlike Satan, who will give you 10 seconds of fame and then... You fall and die. Friends, the Lord will, and talks about eternity, there's going to be people that he's going to give crowns of glory and, and he's going to establish and, and he's going to raise up forever and ever. I mean, he told the 12 disciples, he said, you will sit on 12 thrones reigning with me. That's incredible. Friends, now obviously, none of us in serving Christ are, are looking for a throne, Right? I mean, you're just like, Lord, I, I just want to be a doorkeeper. <laughs> I've told the Lord, I just want to be a doormat. Just let me lay there. <laughs> you know, people can walk over me. I just, just, just let me get in there. But think about this. Think about this. You're living a faithful life to the Lord. The Lord is going to exalt you. That's not why we serve him. But it gives him good pleasure to do so. Just like the child, when the tri- child draws and scribbles and colors and says, here, mommy, here, daddy. And what do you do? You take that picture and you put it on the refrigerator. And if you live in my house, the kids will draw other pictures and put it over the other kid's picture. <laughs> oh, you drew a picture for mommy? Look at my picture. Right over top. Boom. Put their little thing. Stick it up there. Now it's my turn. You know, that's kind of our life, man. Our, our life is like a, right? It's kind of messy. It's kind of scribbly. And yet God likes to take that and display it for his own glory. Jesus will reproduce himself in us. When I think about a star, I think about something hot, burning brightly. So these will be our three points here. 
Let us live our lives hot. H-O-T. Bright. Like a star. First thing we got to do is got to stay humble. <laughs> she does. A lot. Friends, humility is how we view ourselves compared to others. And friends, how often do we think that we might be better than someone else on this planet when we're not? What makes you any better than anyone else? Nothing. But yet we have this belief that money and success and power makes you on unequal playing grounds. That's a lie. That's the devil's lie. Every one of us is going to go into the same dirt. <laughs> That's why I believe that the Lord spoke through Paul in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 3. And I say this to myself all the time. It says, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. <laughs> but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. Don't think that you're any better than anyone else because you're not. We need to stay humble. Put on those humble britches. Number two. Not only do we need to stay humble too, we need to stay open. We need to stay open to the things of God. We need to stay open to the word of God. We need to stay open to the spirit of God. And not allow our hearts to be hardened. Friends. One of the many temptations and many, one of the many deceptions of the devil is, you know, well, I've been living for the Lord for 30 years and the, and the Lord wants to harden your heart over those 30 years. Where then now the things of God, the word of God, the spirit of God, living for God becomes dull. And you harden your heart. I believe one of the reasons why the Lord... Uh, cut man's life short because back in the beginning we were living like 100, 900, 800 years. It's because I believe that the Lord saw that over courses of time, long periods of time, men's heart became hardened. And it's so very easy for us. That's why when I look at people like, I don't know if you guys remember Sister Juanita. I mean, she was uh, just this, this spiry, funky, uh, spunky, passionate 80-year-old who would come in loving on Jesus. And I looked at her and I said, I want to be, I want to grow old and not grow cold, just like Sister Juanita. To grow old and not grow cold. We need to stay open. Open to the things of God. Friends, God isn't always going to speak to us the way he does. I, I, we see that through scripture time and time again. The reason Jesus healed differently is because he didn't want people to fall into a formula. The reason God speaks to us differently is because he doesn't want us to fall into this formula. Well, it only can happen like this. God only moves like this. <laughs> Who are we to tell God what to do? <laughs> well, that wasn't God. How do you know? So what, you're now the filter of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I, remember, I remember when God would get, you know, because when you're pastoring a church... And you're, you know, you're trying to discern and all this other stuff. And I remember the Lord say, you ain't, you ain't the Holy Spirit filter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to shut up and sit back. Let you do what you want to do, God. Because we can sometimes think, well, God only can move like this. And he can only speak like that. I don't know. I think God spoke multiple different ways to show that he's just not. Don't put him in a box. Stay open. We just got to stay open, right? Just stay open. Be willing to receive. Which brings me to the third part. 
Okay, because we, because it, uh, when we grow, we can either grow bitter or better, right? It brings us to the third point, number three, H-O-T, humble, open, and three, we need to stay teachable. You need to stay a learner. You don't know it all. The only person in this room that is close to that would be Papa Frank. That's right, he was. He's the Google. He was the Google before Google. Joe and I would have debates. Call Papa, let's see who's right. I remember the one debate we had one time. It was like, how fast deer ran. Remember that? It was like so stupid. He's so dumb. We're driving along. Deer don't run that fast. And like, right, okay, let's call Papa Frank. Find it out. Okay. Always teachable moments. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Friends, the longer we live on this planet, the more we think we know it all. Right? But see, knowledge puffs up, love builds up. Knowledge puffs up. Love builds up. So knowledge is good, man. We need to stay a learner, stay educated, you know, continue to, you know, learn and grow, you know, in knowledge. I mean, we're supposed to grow in knowledge, but if all you grow in is knowledge, huh, that's why it's the spirit and truth, because if it's just the truth, all the knowledge without the spirit, those are the ones that, that can be harmful. And if it's all the spirit and none of the knowledge, those are the ones that are going to burn out or, or fly away or you know, blow away. They're like the chaff, you know. You got to have the spirit and the truth. We got to stay teachable, right? Be willing to receive from others, even those that are younger and more inexperienced than you. Ooh. How many in here have ever been taught a lesson by your own child? Raise your hand. If you haven't, you will. Because it's God's way spanking your butt. Because even grown folks need a spanking every once in a while. Right? I mean, we, we grew up with spankings, and we grew up spanking our kids. And as an adult, sometimes you still get a spanking. And I believe the God just likes to remind us that we don't, we don't know it all. And I'll tell you what, ooh, ooh, let's get here. Some of the hardest people to speak to are parents. Don't tell a parent what to do. Don't tell a parent how to raise their child. Ooh, boy, that's like, ooh, that, that's like fighting area. That's like... You know, don't tell somebody how to do what to say with their kids. So I believe one of the ways God likes to humble us in that area <laughs> is give us grandparents. Is to speak through those <laughs> even more inexperienced than us. Funny thing is, is when you're inexperienced, you think you know it all. And then when you're there, you realize you don't know nothing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, I've been serving the Lord for 20 years. I know less now than I did when I first got saved. When I first got saved, I knew everything. I knew how to do it all. And now serving the Lord, it's been like 23 years. It's like, Lord, I don't know nothing. I don't, know, I don't even know how to do this. I'm just, it's just stay in that place of humility. Like, Lord, I'm just going to stay humble. Yes, yeah, 12. And 15-year-olds know everything. We've had a few of those in our house from time to time. And then this is the thing, friends. In order to stay teachable, we got to be willing to learn and change. Say learn and change. Ooh, and again, the older you get, the more you don't want to change. Right? I mean, I mean, seriously, I mean, we have a, 
we get into a habit and the way things go in life, and we don't want no one messing up our flow. And don't mess up my flow. Don't mess up my Monday flow, right? Don't mess up my, the way I do my morning devos. Don't, don't, don't touch that. Don't, don't mess with me, right? I mean, come on, right? I mean, the older you get, the worse it gets, right? We don't, we don't like change. But we got to be willing to be adaptable, right? And there's nothing wrong with having a routine. Routines are amazing. You need routines in your life. But sometimes we can get so stuck in routines that we're unwilling to change. Look at your neighbor say, be teachable. Look at your neighbor say, be open. Look at your neighbor say, be humble. <laughs> and we'll just end, uh, end on this, the, this last little story here, and then uh, we'll, we'll end it here. Even in ministry, we can find our identity by making a name for ourselves. I uh, personally uh, feel this year in my own personal life uh, that God has stripped away a name that I have made for myself. Stripped that away. And when we planted this campus back in 2017, I believe God stripped away an identity that my wife and I had about ourselves. God stripped away this urban ministry identity. Now, the thing about urban ministry is, is a lot of people pat you on the back for it. Like, man, that's tough ministry. Good job. Man, that's tough. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Boy, ain't nobody patting our back out in Waterville. But the thing is, as friends, as we can find ourselves, you know, finding our identity in, in what we do. Think about this. I mean, how often do you, when you meet someone, do you ask them, what do you do? And there's nothing wrong with that question. But there's this, we've been trained in our culture that I'm going to identify you with what you do. And God has been stripping that away in my life, stripping that away, hopefully in the church's life, because it's not about what we do, it's about who he is and who we are to him. I love what Lisa Brevere says. She was like, we don't find our identity in the presence of people. We find our identity in the presence of God. Do you find yourself finding your name, your identity, who you are, how you value yourself through the eyes of others? Or do you find it through the eyes of God? What kind of star am I? What kind of star of you are you? I don't need to look good in others' eyes. Right? I don't need to look good in the eyes of others. Josh Hester doesn't need to be patted on the back for, oh, you did ministry for 20 years in an urban setting. Oh, you plant churches. Ooh. None of that matters. We need to find our identity in Christ and Christ alone and in the eyes of God. And so one of the ways that the enemy will try to blind us is by what we do for God instead of who we are with him. So, friends, what kind of star are you? Again, the temptation. It's to live for the moment, live for the accolades, live for the thumbs up, 
Live for the attaboys. Be a man pleaser. Man, there's such a strong pull for us to want to be accepted by people. When in all actuality, the only one that truly matters is how we look before our Father. Would you stand to your feet with me today? We'll just take a self-inventory today, friends. Just to see where we're at. Let's, let's pray. Father, God, we live in a, we live in a culture. God, we live in a time um, where, God, many of us are trying to find who we are by how others view us. God, we might find ourselves, God, uh, God, we may find ourselves even uh, stepping away from character to try to get somebody to, or say something <laughs> to try to get somebody to recognize. We might even find ourselves uh, doing something immoral just to get somebody to notice us. Father, I thank you that, God, that you are calling your sons and your daughters to shine like stars. But, God, not the stars of, of the world. Not the falling stars that burn brightly and fizzle out. But, God, to shine like the stars of the universe, God, when we're shining for you. God, that we will actually burn for something that matters, for something that is eternal, God. God, this life is its just its fleeting. God, the temptations and the pressures of our young people, it's just, it's unbearable. And yet now, even now, we need a greater move of you than ever before, God. So Lord, we invite you. Thank you that your word says you stand at the door and knock. We invite you to invade our lives. We invite you in to our hearts and our lives. God, would you shake up, God, all the, all the deception and all the lies of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Huh. Friends, you are not defined by your social media followers, friends. I say that online, people who are following us on social media. You are not defined. Vision Ministries was not defined by its YouTube channel or the thousands of people that listen on SoundCloud. Vision Ministries is, or Vision Church is defined by Christ alone. Father, help us to be defined by you and you alone, God. And friends, if you in here today, if you've struggled with some of the things we talked about, identity, security, who you are, finding yourself be a man pleaser. We got every eye in here is closed, hopefully. Some heads are bowed. Would you just slip your hand up? And just say, yeah, I've, that's, that's me. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Yep, I see them all over. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep, thank you. Thank you, hands all over. Yep, God sees those hands. That's what matters. He sees the transparency of your heart. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for just God rewiring our hearts and our minds, how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive others, how we perceive you. Lord, I pray that truth in the name of Jesus would permeate our hearts and our minds now in the name of Jesus. May God's truth right now penetrate through your heart and your mind. 
May it wash away deception. May it remove the struggle. May it strengthen resolve. May our identity be found in Christ. In the name of Jesus. And God, we pray for every person that's in here. God, we all stand in agreement. God, we want to be representations of Christ. Thank you that, Father, that you were a bright star for us. God, you hung on the cross for our sins. And now, God, in return, out of a life of thanks to you, God, we want to, God, allow our lives to shine in this dark world. And God, that can only be done and accomplished through you and your presence and your Holy Spirit living in and abiding in us. So, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for filling us again. Fill our minds. Fill our heart, God. Fill us fresh and anew with more of you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Strengthen us with grace. In Jesus' mighty name. Friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you. Recognize those eyes when he sees you. And may give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining with us.